Hi, my name is Melanie Marconi, serial entrepreneur, single mom, and founder and CEO of Vita, a co-working community designed to support modern life. I launched Vita two years ago while working and momming full-time, and it took true vision, lots of hard work, and a little bit of luck to make it a reality. Launching a new business or any other big goal or project while working, taking care of yourself, and raising small humans is an extraordinary achievement, but people do it all the time. And with some inspiration, resources, and advice from those who have been there, you can too. I created the Make Life Work podcast to share experiences from my own journey, as well as to learn from other women who are pursuing ambitious goals. Each week, we'll take an inside look at what drives us, why these projects are important, and how we structure our lives to make it all work. And now, on with the episode. Welcome to episode three of the Make Life Work podcast. Today, I'm joined by Lauren Ross, mom of two, social worker and educator who lives in the suburbs of Denver, Colorado. She's also the founder of Project Quarantine 2020, a public Facebook group that she launched just days after the coronavirus hit and with one goal in mind, to encourage creativity, joy, and family connections despite the crazy and stressful circumstances in which we now find ourselves. The group now has 42,000 members, and moderating it and creating content for it is now Lauren's part-time job. Please help me welcome Lauren and enjoy the episode. Hi, Lauren. Thank you so much for joining us on the Make Life Work podcast. I'm here with Lauren Ross, who is a full-time mental health coordinator for the Cherry Creek School District outside of Denver, Colorado, and also the brand new founder of the Facebook group Project Quarantine. Welcome. Hi, Melanie. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. I've been so impressed with this project that, what, is three weeks old maybe at this point? I think, well, let's see, March 13th, Friday the 13th was our launch day here in Denver. That's when our city shut down. I know it sort of varies depending geographically where people are, but I just had a brainstorm that night that I'm just going to start a Facebook group and maybe it'll just be some of my friends and family just to share ideas and support for each other. And it sort of blew up into a bigger thing. So yeah, March 13th is when we started. That's so crazy. The fastest kind of quote unquote business start ever. And as of today, I didn't check today, but last time I looked, there were more than 25,000 members. You know, I think yesterday when I looked, it was 32,000 plus, (laughs) which is just crazy. Amazing. And from all over the world, right? Yes. Yes. Wow. Somebody that very first week um, had the great idea of getting a map of the United States and a big box of pins so their child could like mark which states people were from. But then it started being New Zealand and Australia and England and China. So it's been really amazing to watch that sort of international global impact. So walk us through kind of your initial idea and vision for Project Quarantine and then what people could expect to see if they were either part of the group or went to go check it out. Yeah. So like you mentioned, I am a mental health professional. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. And where my heart is, is reaching people where they're at. And where I was at on Friday night, March 13th was in my basement, finished a movie with my husband. And I had this sort of like, oh my God, sense of dread of what am I going to do with my kids? 
for the next two weeks. Cause as far as we knew schools were going to be closed just for two weeks, that put me into a panic tailspin. And so um, now that we're two and a half weeks later, we know it's going to be way beyond two weeks. But where I was at the moment was I need to create some community here for my own well-being and for the well-being of people who are having that similar sort of, oh my God, what am I going to do? And how am I going to get through this? And how am I going to get my family through this? So just on a whim, I started this Facebook group and I named it Project Quarantine 2020. And the idea behind it was, let's just have a space that I just kind of assumed would be, you know, friends and family and maybe a few friends of friends that we can share resources and we can share ideas and inspiration and trying to find joy and some humor and maybe some learning ideas for kids in the midst of this international crisis that we're all living through right now. Just something that is so unprecedented for all of us. And when I woke up the next morning, it was up to 65 people and my mind was blown. I was like, wow, 65 people. That's really cool. And then the next day it was 2000 people. And so we've gotten this sort of ripple effect of people that are really interested in being a part of this community. And it has taken a bit of a learning curve for me. I've never moderated a group and I've certainly never moderated a group of this size. And so really trying to be intentional of keeping a space that feels safe, that feels compassionate and supportive. I'm learning a lot about internet trolls and just how mean-spirited people can be especially when they're under stress. So that's been an interesting process to witness. Yeah, I bet. It's it's basically learning a whole new job or industry or startup in a very rapid amount of time and maybe without the intention of having that be the outcome. Has it grown beyond what you feel is helpful? Or do you think the more people that come on, the the greater the reach of help and need? I think that, you know, I'm learning a lot about kind of social media metrics and group insights and things like that, things that I have no expertise in whatsoever. Um, And I'm learning about what, you know, just looking at the likes and the loves and the comments, what is feeling helpful for people right now and what isn't. And I've also looked at some other similar Mm -hmm. groups because obviously, you know, a few other kinds of similar groups have popped up. And there's something about this group that is making it grow at a more exponential rate than some other groups, which I find really interesting. So I think that one thing I learned after um, the first week and a half is that the news feed started to get really flooded by all the memes and all the kind of the goofy humor, which I think we need some of that. But then somebody started a Facebook group that was entirely memes about the quarantine. And I thought, okay, that's a good way to flood somebody else's news feed. I really want to keep this a space that feels helpful and resourceful. You know, again, with my background in mental health, I really want to try to have a space that feels supportive and gives people resources because I think people are really Mm -hmm. struggling and it could be a day-to-day, you know, up and down. It could be people that struggle with addiction and they don't have those, you know, outside resources, being able to go to their therapist on a regular basis or have those um, 12-step groups that are such a lifeline of support for them. So a lot of our lifelines really have been cut through this crisis And I really have been trying to create a very intentional community. And in fact, you know, 
uninviting some members when they are showing that they're not a really supportive part of the community. So it's just been a really interesting process to to try to curate. I do. I have two very rambunctious little boys who are five and almost seven. They are the light of my life and they are also exhausting. (laughs) That's Becca Yates, a recent graduate of the Oregon Executive MBA program, the director of corporate strategy, stakeholder engagement, and communications of the Northwest Energy Efficiency Alliance, and mom to two young boys. I was so curious to know, how did she organize her life to balance family, work, and school? I was very planful, and so I knew what I was getting into. I knew what level of commitment it was, and I had kind of recruited my family and my friends around me to help support me through this program. So I I had a village, and that made all the difference. To learn more about Oregon's only executive MBA program, custom-built for seasoned professionals and very planful moms, please visit business.uoregon.edu slash executive MBA. We'll hear more from Becca later in the show, but for now, let's get back to it. The other rule that I liked was the policy against this idea that we have to turn to alcohol or drinking to be able to get through time with our kids or during this time. I thought that was a really thoughtful and insightful approach. Can you tell us more how you came to that decision too? Yeah. And I will tell you that I struggled with that because I don't want to be a hypocrite. And I know that I've certainly had probably a higher intake of wine since this crisis started as, you know, many of us who maybe enjoy imbibing, you know, we might have needed a little bit more of that. But I think what my worry was, was I was seeing flooding in my newsfeed and then really throughout social media of a lot of jokes about, you know, our kids are being homeschooled by people who are day drunk or day drinking and, you know, joking about, yay, my wine delivery came today. Now mommy can survive. And um, it just really concerned me that that's going to be a go-to coping mechanism. And what I really want to challenge this group to think about through participating in this community is how can we really support each other and challenge each other in building our resilience and building our coping skills in healthy and constructive ways. I really feel pretty concerned when we come out of this crisis, what is our epidemic of mental health and trauma and addiction going to look like? And so I really want this to be a place where we're really supporting each other to be proactive and really supporting each other in healthy ways. Yeah, I, I thought it was a really smart approach. And I feel too, you know, this community that you've created and that people are getting so much out of how are you feeling as part of the community? Because now you you kind of started it to help create it for yourself, but now you're actually moderating the community and it's almost more of a job, like a, a love-filled job. But do you feel that you're getting the community that you needed out of it too, or more moderating it for others to have? I think it's definitely a two-way street. I think that you know, I spend several hours on on this page every day in this group. And some of the things that people are posting are just bringing me so much joy. There was one that was seemed really silly. It was like videos of a dog jumping in a pile of leaves. And it brought me so much joy day after day. My son and I, who is nine, and he's just a dog lover in general, we would just 
laugh out loud till tears were coming out of our, our faces. And it was just really joyful and people sharing some really intimate moments with their families and some of the super creative ideas. And then also sharing their, oh my God, this was a really bad day. And I feel like a failure as a parent. I feel like it's a real honor and a gift to be able to create this community for people. But I think that I've also benefited from it tremendously as well. And then when I go back into the regular social media world and there's just so much scariness and so much uncertainty and collective vulnerability right now that I just quickly want to jump back into my group because it feels like kind of a safe zone. Another rule that I set up from the get-go is that this is going to be a group that is free from medical updates, free from pandemic updates. So whenever somebody posts something that is related to you know, something the CDC has posted or the World Health Organization, there are plenty of places online where people can get that information. And it's not to say that information is not useful or helpful, but this is a group where I really want people to have kind of a safe space away from that. Yeah, I think that was a smart move as well. At the beginning, it was really so great because people just jumped in and started posting resources and helpfulness opportunities and ways to connect within their community. And then all of a sudden, there were so many resources that it started to feel almost overwhelming to Mm -hmm. how to tap into what you need. And so I think a coping mechanism for me and for a lot of other women I've been speaking to is to find their key groups and their key communities for, Mm -hmm. you know, this community angle and support and for the medical news and information and even almost like one news source to have as the default because it just yeah. you can you can really get stuck in it and awash in messages that maybe don't ever end. Absolutely. And I think that there are so many opinions about what is the quote unquote right thing to do right now. Right thing. You know, there's debates about do I wipe down my groceries with Clorox wipes when I bring them in my house? Do I need to wash my fruits and vegetables with soapy water? Do I need to wear a mask when I leave the house? Is it okay to leave my house? Can I go for a walk? Is that okay? So I don't know if in your area of the country, if those are conversations that are being had, but there's really intense debate and sometimes pretty mean spirited you know, stay the F at home kind of messages all over Facebook. Um, another thing that I, I did, I implemented this just a few days ago, is that I'm making all the posts go through moderators to be approved before they're posted. So our post went from like mm-hmm. 393 a day down to about 95 a day. I think that was a really good move because there was so much coming through that was repetitive, that was um, inappropriate for this group, or just was flooding the newsfeed in such a way that it was just really overwhelming. And so I really want to, again, kind of curate that content and really make it a space where people can find what they need. Um, I've been trying to tag some of the popular topics. So if people are just looking for humorous posts, they can do a search for you know, funny. Laughter is the best medicine, I think, is the one I named that one. Or if they're just lurking, looking for like virtual and online right. activities, they can just do a search for that. Or if they're looking for yoga classes. So really trying to make it kind of a resource center for people. Great idea. And I love that it is easy to sort through and, and find what you're looking for. My name is Becca Yates, and I am a graduate of the Oregon Executive MBA program. Earlier, we heard from Becca about how she designed her life to get her MBA. Turns out the design of the program was a critical piece as well. 
Yes, the program is on the weekends. It's it's actually every other weekend. So it's half day on Friday. We start uh, about 12 o'clock on Friday and go until about 8 o'clock in the evening. And then the next day, Saturday, you have a full day from about 8 to 5. And you do that every other weekend. So you get a bit of a reprieve in between. To learn more about an MBA program that allows you to balance going back to school with working and being there for your family, like Becca, search online for Oregon Executive MBA in Portland. Now, back to the show. Now that it's all going through moderation, it sounds like it is almost more work in a way for you too. And we're always curious about how they schedule their days to make life work and to get in you know, the work bits and the self bits and the family bits. So what are your days looking like now? I'm lucky this week because my husband is on spring break. He is a piano teacher and he's completely changed over to teaching piano via Zoom. So that's been working mm-hmm. really well. So he's got more free time this week to be working with our kids and helping them kind of adjust to their new normal and not be total sloths all day watching Netflix, but try to do a little bit of learning, a little bit of activity. I'm still kind of adjusting to my workload and responsibilities with my full-time job. And so I think a lot of it has become pretty fluid and pretty flexible about how I balance all of those things. Whereas in our usual normal, there's office hours, there's home time and those kinds of things. I do have several close friends who reached out to me very early on and said, do you want some help with moderating? And so they've been helping me as well, which has been really great to have other sets of eyes and ears on the content. Um, I think putting the rule in place that moderators need to approve posts has actually, it's made for less work rather than more because then we don't have to go back and try to clean things up if things are posted that really are not appropriate for the page or are inciting too much controversy and negative comments and those kinds of things. So I think that that actually has been a really positive shift. Wow. And so in your regular life and when regular life resumes, what is your plan for this group? Do you have any vision or ideas about how or if you want it to continue? I don't know about Colorado, but here... They haven't called it yet, but it looks like school likely isn't going back for the rest of the school year. So it might be a while before you go back to your regular job. But what does that look like moving forward? So I still am doing my regular job just from home Mm -hmm. and virtually. So there's, you know, we're going through our hiring process for next year and hiring our new staff for social workers and psychologists who are going to be serving in our district. So doing a lot of Zoom interviews and team meetings over, you know, virtual modalities. So that has all continued. I think I just want to take it day by day and see what this group needs. If it continues to be a really important and helpful platform for people, I would love to keep it going. I think that the quarantine and the social distancing is going to go on for a while. So I don't see that need going away anytime soon. I've done some thinking about, you know, just given that Facebook is a little bit limited in terms of how we can get really good content out there. And just with my background professionally, I've been thinking about creating a membership model and an ongoing newsletter on a weekly basis. So starting to collect some some emails from members who might be interested in that or, you know, again, kind of thinking about the mental health and the parenting toll that this has taken on so many families, being able to offer some more individualized support to families that might be interested in that 
might be something that we, that might be our next direction that we go with this. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. And I think there's going to be a, a couple years of outcomes of this that we just don't know exactly what that will look like. And so you seem in a really perfect position to help support throughout the entire journey. I hope so. And I think so. Um, again, I think I can really relate because I'm a mom and I'm navigating this too. So I think it it just hits my heart in a very personal level. Mm-hmm. And just a foundational value in the field of social work is you start where the client is and where we are collectively right now is in a place of mass trauma, mass vulnerability. And I just see a real need for support out there. And I know that I'm not the only mental health professional thinking about that. I've really been talking with quite a few of my colleagues that were, you know, trying to get to some of those frontline workers and provide some crisis support and mental health support to people who are serving in the medical realm and in the grocery stores and and all of those places where people are just serving their hearts out right now. Yes. And big thank you to everyone on the front lines who are keeping us safe and Mm -hmm. in groceries and who can't stay home in quarantine. Yeah. Well, Lauren, this is such an amazing project. Congratulations on the outstanding success. I feel like every time I look at it, there's several thousand more people, which is just a testament to how helpful and supportive the community is that you've built. So thank you again. We'll definitely list the link in the show notes so people can check it out and join if they'd like to as well. And I thought maybe we could even list a daily activity list as an example of um, of that too, if that works for you. Absolutely. I would love to share something from the group. Thank you so much for having awesome. me. Thank you. Yes, it was great to chat with you and I'll see you on Facebook. Sounds good. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Make Life Work podcast. This episode was recorded at my home podcast studio, but usually we record on site at the Vita Coworking Community in Northeast Portland. This season is made possible by our friends at the University of Oregon Executive MBA program. Go Ducks! For show notes and other resources from this week's episode, please visit vitacoworking.com slash podcast. Have a great week and see you next time.